0: And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Trudatis. Today, we're going to talk about the American Gulag Chronicles. It's a book. Misinformation signer knew the Hunter laptop was true. Biden documents, will it matter? The DNA of America, Biden, Trudeau, and Obrador. And leftist bully, even the police. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. So over the weekend, um, I spoke at an event, and uh, the host gave me as a gift at the end, they actually gave me several really nice gifts. But one gift I wanna share with you and talk about today uh, is this book. And I think uh, Emilio may have a picture of this book. I'm just gonna hold it up for you briefly to show you. This is the book, and he will show you a picture, I think, in a moment. Uh, There it is, okay. And it's called The American Gulag Chronicles. And what this book is, is a it's just a compilation of letters, letters written, go back to me now, letters written from uh, people who are in jail in America, in prison in America, because of what happened on January 6, 2021. This is a huge project the people uh, putting this uh, book together did. They did this project essentially to try to help the American people understand how corrupt and dangerous the american government has become how you have people being held being incarcerated in washington dc many of whom didn't enter the capitol didn't even go in the capitol on january 6th all this relates to the january 6th protest in 2021 um, so now we're at two over two years ago um, and some of these people many of them Went to Washington, uh, participated in there, uh, listening to President Trump speak. They maybe walked across um, Washington toward the Capitol, and um, at some point, either were on the Capitol lawns or inside the Capitol, engaged in a protest of what they viewed to be a stolen election. Whether you think the 2020 election was perfectly, you know, the most secure election in American history, or you think it was uh, full of corruption, as I do. The way these prisoners are being treated, the way they're being treated by our own government, is something that we Americans used to read about, things like this happening in third world banana republics, in harsh dictatorships, in places where everyone knew when the new administration comes in, they immediately attack everyone uh, affiliated or supportive of the previous administration. It is, there'll be a stain on America's history for the rest of our time. The longer this goes on in Washington, the more we look back and watch what's happening, the more staggering it it will seem to us. Uh, So in this book, they actually what they've done, I'll show you, because it's really clever the way they did it, they have their letters, as some of them were handwritten, most were handwritten, and so they show you what the handwriting looks like, and you can't probably see it too well, but they show what the handwriting looks like, but then fortunately for us, they type out for us, you can read their letters, a few of the items i want to mention from this book there are people in the gulag and this is it is like the russian gulag that we in america used to frown on and think this is a terrible way for a country to treat its citizens many of them committed no violence at all didn't didn't commit violence um and we've had simone gold on the show dr simone gold numerous times talking about her um, incident in Washington where she was asked to speak um, at the Trump rally, she walked across town, she went in the Capitol, the door was being held open by the Capitol Police, went in, read her speech on the floor in the rotunda where literally millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans have visited over the course of time and has um, and uh, then walked out. And she actually spent... Is about four and a half months in a a maximum security federal prison much of that in solitary confinement over doing nothing wrong and so i'm raising this because these kind of things going on in other countries you know we hear stories about horrific things happening in other countries and you know we we maybe get drawn in by a story and write a check to some charity trying to help but this is america And this is over two years ago since the incident occurred. Many of them sitting in the prison, no due process. I mean, literally just ignoring the due process requirements of our United States Constitution. Many of them accused of things that are, as I say, nonviolent. And this is at the same time, this is the Department of Justice and the FBI, the Department of Justice bringing charges, the FBI doing the investigating, FBI breaking down be- people's doors in the middle of the night as though they were you know, tracking down, you know, uh, drug cartel leaders or, you know, child sex trafficking uh, gang members. We don't treat those people as badly as the FBI treats its own citizens. Because of the January 6th episode. And I did, by the way, if you don't get my newsletter, I really urge you to sign up for it at our website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org. Because my newsletter column, I do a column each week. And this week, the column was about January 6th, about this book. I had just given the speech or I engaged in the um, remarks uh, at the event here in Dallas and been given this book. I cannot urge you strong enough to order this book yourself and to or, and to subscribe to our newsletter because I went into much more detail about this astonishing, egregious, egregious actions by our federal government. It's still ongoing today. A Department of Justice completely, completely compromised by the left-wing agenda of destroying President Trump, attacking President Trump's followers, and just doing the bidding of the Biden administration and the radical left that's taken over America. This is a time when you you thought this would never come to be, come to place in America, but here we are. We have people sitting in jail cells and prisons in Washington, D.C. over nonviolent and unserious conduct. And you have judges swept up in this hysteria, this mass hypnosis hysteria, treating these people as though it was an insurrection, which it wasn't. And everyone paying attention understands it wasn't an insurrection. But here we are. So I urge you, I want to urge you to uh, purchase this book at our website. They um, always, for every show, I put up the uh, links to the stories I talk about. And so you can go to our website, org, and on the home page under shows, drop down, list of links. I listed the way you can order this book, American Gulag Chronicles, because you cannot order it um, on. Uh, on Amazon, but it is available, and all of the proceeds, everything they earn from this um, effort, uh, you can... um, um, uh, Everything she that uh, you 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 order, uh, all the money they make goes to um, help support the people who are imprisoned. I know Sydney Powell is still involved in supporting um, the uh, some of the people who are the accused uh, under the uh, this just horrific retaliatory uh politically motivated set of um, prosecutions happening by our, our department of justice anyway great book american gulag um i may read a later in the show today or other times over the next few weeks read you some of these uh letters from home letters from the prisons written to their family members because they're heartbreaking you get to about page three and you want to start crying But if you want to do more than just cry about the injustice, and you can uh, support these people by buying this book, The American Gulag Chronicles, it might actually be a good book. Really, really bad. Is going on in Washington doesn't really think our country is uh, undergoing the massive transformation away from freedom and into more of a, a tyrannically controlled Marxist government if your friends don't believe that buy them this book and ask them to read many of these pe- people by the way stories and in- include things like people needing medical attention not getting it one guy who had a diagnosis of cancer but he was early stage cancer um, by the time no treatment offered or allowed so by the time he's out he's at, he's at you know stage three a very very serious cancer at that point uh, someone beaten people regularly pulled out of their cells hogtie zip tie with with those um, plastic ties beaten by the guards uh, we're talking about a prisoner who lost his eye lost his eye because of a beating by the guards I am NOT talking about slight exaggerations of the number of charges uh, made against these people I'm actually talking about the horrific actions uh, of our government still ongoing today still ongoing today, um, in dealing with um, the January 6th episode, how our government reacted, how our Department of Justice, how our FBI, and how the federal courts in Washington, D.C. have responded to the January 6th protests in Washington will go down as one of the biggest stains on all of American history, a stain on our commitment to the rule of law and our commitment to justice. It has simply been an outrage. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. So um, I want to do a bunch of things. Someone was just texting me. Simone's sentence was, uh, Simone Gold's sentence was 60 days. I'm sorry I misspoke. Uh, She was out early, uh, not four to five months. So she got 60 days and she was out um, in 40 I, th- I introduced her once at an event, and I said 45 days. She said, "Make it 46." So 46 days. In any case, uh, she, among many others, who just innocent Americans, uh, just treated by our government in a way that the the founders, you know, would be rolling over in their graves. Okay, I will tell you something though. So it was a, a, a kind of interesting related note um, before we go to our next topic. So. You know, uh, everyone's watching and kind of holding their breath and watching what's going to happen uh, as Republicans have a slim majority in the U.S. House and uh, with that majority are doing some things that people think show signs of strength. I'm, you know, I, I supported those people who refused to just vote for Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House on the first ballot. I said, you know, they just, you know, let's uh, let's demand some changes, some compromises. And uh, to his great credit, not only did Kevin McCarthy continue to negotiate, that made a great many concessions, more than the establishment, um, you know, kind of rhino establishment type wanted him to make. Uh, but he kept making compromises with those 20 or so, mostly led by Chip Roy, um, and was able to, uh, the, the changes they made in the processes, the rules, the priorities, have so far, they were astonishing concessions, and so far, Kevin McCarthy appears to be upholding them, one of them relates to january 6th and relates to the uh tapes the security tapes from the capitol that have been hidden from public view so one thing he committed early on was um he was going to get the release of those tapes so kevin mccarthy was on uh, maria barterola this weekend a really short clip clip one to show you what he had to say Uh, speaker you've also said that you are going to release all the video from january 6th tell me why you want to release all the video and What can Congress really do at this point? Can you change the course of where we've been, where it feels like the Democrats have been just railroading over the Republicans now for several years?
1: Well, that's what we really tried to do in the House. The first thing we did on the first day was open the People's House back to the people. You know, Nancy Pelosi wasn't allowing the public to come in. Now you can come in and watch and hear the debates. We opened up the Capitol for people to come and tour. We took away the magnetometers of members going onto the floor. We want the people to be a part of their government, to be actually see that it's working. The reason why I look to releasing those tapes, I've watched the politicization of what transpired there, that Nancy Pelosi wouldn't release her own text, but pick, would pick and choose who could be on that committee. I watched what the reports said, things that were not true. So the best way to handle this, I think, is exactly the way Elon Musk just put all the information out there and let people see what is truth and what is not. So the best way to do that is you release the tapes. People can know for themselves instead of picking and choosing what views they want people to see.
0: Well, what are we gonna learn? Are we gonna learn that Nancy Pelosi basically allowed open air and people to come in with uh, the Capitol Police not enforcing rules?
1: I don't know, I haven't seen the tapes. I just think they should be released. The one thing I did know when Nancy Pelosi picked this committee, she picked a chairman that actually objected to president Bush being in as president, but the pre- the chairman actually said, we can look at everything except Nancy Pelosi. We could not know. Okay. Got to she- cut
0: her off there. Cut it off there. You know, I, I really am very impressed by and grateful for McCarthy because he really has been not known as a conservative and certainly not a bold one. Um, but this is really strong. And the reason I wanted to mention that is I'm kind of tagging on to the first five, part of what, um, the um, American Gulag Chronicles uh, will help you understand. And if you follow the all of what's happening in Washington and the trials of these people, uh, they're getting extraordinary sentences, criminal sentences for things that many of them are saying. Look, the Capitol Police were holding the doors open, and uh, many people inside are saying, you know, they were telling us to leave at first. Part of what has happened in this, uh, in these prosecutions is that the government, which is never permissible otherwise in criminal prosecutions, has been withholding tapes of the secu- uh, all the security or many of the security tapes that should have been made available in these criminal prosecutions. So I agree with Kevin McCarthy and part of what we may learn... When these tapes are released uh is that nancy pelosi had even a bigger hand in allowing things to get out of control in washington that day than she so far acknowledged and we know we know that donald trump had at, when he was still president on that day january 6 2021 he's still president he urged extra troops and signed off on extra troops to be at the capitol to guard because he knew that his followers who've been following the news themselves and were very much aware of the concern of election. Uh, the election having been stolen, he knew things, you know, people were upset. So he suggested and authorized uh, extra troops around the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi would not sign off on it. That, I think, is monumental. But in addition to what he's saying, uh, that maybe we'll learn more about the role of the Capitol Police, Nancy Pelosi, whoever else, we may learn things to actually help these prisoners uh, who are still incarcerated over January 6th getting the full tapes of what happened that day. Uh, so I, I really commend that. I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, Kevin McCarthy continues to stand by uh, what he committed to in the, with the concessions. Okay, quickest story I want to do here. And actually, my one last point on that before I... Um, one reason people feel very concerned in America today and why there are people just uh, more upset about their country uh, is because people have a sense you can't seem to figure out how do we get out of the mess that we're in? Mountains of evidence exist regarding stolen elections. I mean, mountains of data. If you're willing to look at it, you can't look at it and actually examine it closely and say, oh, most free and fair election ever happened in American history. Most You couldn't say that because the data show otherwise. So people look at election fraud and they look at What occurred on January 6th, the ongoing injustice toward the January 6th prisoners, the failure of the courts to stand up for the justice system and call out these selective prosecutions. And we keep the what really gets under just gets people deeply concerned is how do we get out of this? Who is going to listen? Who is going to care? Who is who in authority can do anything about this? And so this, this kind of, you know, what's happened to our country, we, we don't have a government on our side anymore, on the side of the people, on the side of truth, is very, very alarming. So uh, on the January 6th thing, uh, the continued attention to what's occurring, how these prisoners are being treated, how the court system is treating them, uh, is, is vital in our quest to get America back on track. So another kind of interesting quick story I want to do uh, relates to, and you probably saw this, but so you remember back with Hunter Biden laptop, really clear the hunter biden laptop which has scores of uh, and hundreds or thousands of emails that are uh, tied to apparent criminal activity to bribes to receiving money related to china and ukraine and and acknowledgement that he's he's making deals he hunter biden making deals with people getting enough percentage for the big guy i mean it is a it is a you know laptop filled with corruption. And the FBI had it and knew about it and held it back until after the 2020 election, which is a staggering, staggering uh, show of just absolute political, not even bias isn't strong enough, word. just, they're part of the political agenda. They didn't think it'd be a good idea. So the FBI is tamping down the story of the of the Hunter Biden laptop. They were involved in trying to tell Twitter and other social media companies, don't be out there talking about the laptop, nothing to see here. And of course there was the report, the signed document by 51 uh, current or former alleged intelligence officers who were reporting on the laptop story and, and commenting on, because all of what the laptop included was, was you know, just... Evidence to the core of corruption of the Biden family. Core of the corruption of the Biden family. And yet social media wasn't commenting on. FBI held it back. Claimed they didn't even look at it uh, at that time. In any case, in order to be sure that uh, the anointed one, Biden, would win in 2020, uh, there was a letter issued by 51 former intelligence officers in which they basically said, this entire laptop story looks like Russian disinformation. That's what they said. Looks like Russian disinformation. And of course, everyone's heard of Russian disinformation. We don't want to be fooled by that. And so they signed a statement and they are people with, you know, alleged um, you know, cachet or resume. People who should uh, know. And so, um, So what's happened recently, one of the people who signed off, Douglas Wise, he's a former DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, Deputy Director, and he was interviewed by a newspaper or an outlet in Australia. And In that interview, he, he said straight out, a lot of us knew that what was on the laptop, that a lot of it was probably true. So... You know, to say that the story was Russian disinformation, and and, and really that swayed the election. As you likely recall, there were polls after the election, and it was a significant portion of Biden voters said it would have changed their vote had they known that the Hunter Biden laptop was real and not just a conspiracy theory cooked up by the far right, which the laptop was real and not a conspiracy theory, and there you go. So this guy has now admitted this, and he makes allusion to other people who signed off, kind of knew this too. But he said, well, you know, we just uh, the reason we signed off on that is because, you know, if we uh, if Russians had um, wanted to have a disinformation campaign, you know, they would have included some real things in there so that to make that make their story more plausible, they would have included real things. And so you know, probably, um, you know, there could have been some real things in there. He explains it that way, but he also said, well, there's also a chain of custody issue because we don't know, we didn't know of the chain of custody between when this uh, owner of the repair shop turned over the laptop to the authorities, you know, who had it in between then or before it was even turned over. Maybe someone added something then. He is backfilling, he is filling in stories of why, what they did wasn't a flat-out lie, but it was a flat-out lie. And they were covering for whether they knew everything in the laptop was true or whatever it is they knew, they were trying to enable the uh, election of Biden and trying to just tampen down, you know, dampen dampen down, whatever the word is, tampen, dampen down uh, uh, the American people's concern over the Biden family's corruption, the, the walking corruption that is the Biden family these people were more interested in having Biden win and getting Trump out of Washington than they were in truth. And they were willing to sign something. The guy's also backpelling saying, well, we didn't say 100% sure we knew everything. We, know. we just, and we didn't say 100 Biden was a great guy. We never said that. I mean, these people signed off and it was, at, maybe there was a kind of peer pressure, like, you know, people feel this is whatever the trend, everyone doing this, everyone's doing this, you can do it too, peer pressure, whatever it was, these people signed off on and actually interfered with an American election more than anyone else, so far identified, because these people, through the election for Biden and and to overcome Trump's presence in Washington, uh, and it really is uh, it so far not, it, nothing he said justifies what they did, and it's it's kind of an interesting admission because I don't think anyone else, um, you know, anyone else who's signed off on that has yet been so overt, but I don't think any of them have a different story. I don't think any of them emerge and say, "Oh my gosh, well, you all thought it was true. That guy's crazy." These people. We're willing to participate in a broad and a massive operation to mislead and lie to the American people, so that we'd be afraid to vote for—we um, we wouldn't be afraid to vote for Biden. That all the the massive media campaign to get Trump out of Washington would work, and this whole Biden laptop story wouldn't get—you know—traction. Wouldn't wouldn't uh, get into the minds of people. Um, about um what that you know what was going on in any case i just want to wrap up by saying i, I hope that there that and this is a it ties into my point i'm probably gonna make it many times today the problem with a story like this insightful as it is who is it in america the american people can trust to take an objective you know blind justice look At what this man did, what he's admitted, what the other people who signed on, did they interfere with the American election? Did they knowingly interfere? Who's going to look at that? When you have a corrupted Department of Justice and a corrupted FBI, who's going to look at this story? Who is going to bring justice to the situation? And it really uh, ties back to the other point about the uh, slim majority in the U.S. House for Republicans. Much is going to fall on their shoulders much, many issues, many, many um, episodes in history are going to fall on their shoulders because there's really no one else the American people trust and, and have any reason to trust in the federal bureaucracy. They yeah. don't trust and they have no reason to trust the DOJ, the FBI, uh, the CIA, the NSA, all in the hands of leftists who are more committed to keeping the American people silenced and the Trump team out of the White House than they are in pursuing justice or that is how it appears to me and i'm i just I think it's a very alarming situation and it is causing rising alarm among the american people okay i want to hit um something uh, on the um there's i, I mentioned that the um well, i didn't mention i meant, meant to mention in the beginning the world economic forum is happening right now in davos switzerland uh tomorrow Uh, on this show Uh, i'm going to have on clay clark and he's got uh uh, joining me uh, via skype Uh, he's got a lot of information uh, that relates to the covid vaccine the manipulation behind the scenes i decided to kind of leave the world economic forum stuff till tomorrow um, because it's very much of this whole international um, scene trying to manipulate everybody but uh, but i want to mention a couple quick things about it so world economic forum is happening right now christopher ray the still current head of the fbi who ought to be here in America trying to look into and, uh, you know, authorizing raids on the White House, the Biden House, and, uh, and the Rehoboth House, and the, and the Biden's House, and just everywhere, everything he has, authorizing raids everywhere, as he did when the, uh, the uh, Mar-a-Lago documents, or a small number of documents were discovered in Mar-a-Lago. Um, even though Trump was cooperating with the archives people, with the DOJ, they did a big raid that got media attention, headlines, you know, news organizations out there with cameras rolling when the raid happened. That's what he did, Christopher Ray did, to Trump, who actually had authority to declassify documents and says that he did, versus Biden, whose documents now being discovered everywhere, you know, in, in his pen office in his uh and at his home in um, rhode island and he was vice president when those documents were unlawfully removed and he had no authority no authority as vice president to declassify things so but christopher ray instead of being concerned about that situation or any many others he could be he's over at the world economic forum davos he's over in davos talking about you know law or whatever it is he's pontificating about I'm very, very concerned, not just about the people who were at World Economic Forum, but what that organization portends and pl- in, intends and plans toward America and the future of freedom in America. But I'm mostly saving that story for tomorrow. I do want to talk about the Biden documents from kind of three quick standpoints, um, because these are extraordinary discoveries that were made and, um, you know, seemingly uh, not going to have. Um, I, I mean, what I'm concerned is the Biden documents, like everything else that the Biden administration does, will just fall into, um, you will know, we'll, we'll have no consequence. There will be nothing that will happen. But I want to mention some a uh, few things that are about, I, I just think, extremely important understanding why people who are educated and informed should be deeply informed about the Biden documents. Number one, back to the Hunter Biden laptop. You understand that what the emails were in there are reflecting a great deal of uh, in-depth cooperation, in depth entanglement between Hunter Biden and very, very powerful officials within the Chinese Communist Party. That's what was in the laptop, among many other things. So you have the documents located, the uh, top secret documents that belonged uh, undercover, located at the Penn Biden Center. And again, this is the Biden Center in Washington, D.C., connected to UPenn, University of Pennsylvania. Um, and I want to just place this little factoid. When you think about all the factors that should cause great suspicion and concern. Here are just a few of them. These documents that were top secret should not have no, uh, Biden had no permission uh, or right to remove them from the White House. Let me just start with the Penn Biden Center. Okay. So um, that organization, the University of Pennsylvania, which is affiliated with and funding the Penn Biden Center, the University of Pennsylvania received more than thirty million dollars. Please listen to this. The University of Pennsylvania received more than 30 million dollars from Chinese donors shortly after the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement was announced in 2017. So China are clear that the top enemy of America, top enemy of freedom, the the enemy intending to take over the world, and they say so, so, the uh, University of Pennsylvania receives more than 30 million from Chinese donors uh, shortly after Biden announces um, his vice presidency is ending in 2017, and he announces the creation of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. It, this was described by Tom Anderson, director of Government Integrity Project at the Virginia based National Law and Legal Policy Center. He this gentleman, Tom Anderson, says the Penn-Biden Center is a dark money revolving door nightmare where foreign competitors like China donated millions of dollars to the university so that they could have access to future high-ranking officials. So China written all over this, Penn-Biden you know, documents found there. And I mean, the numbers that they they'd receive, and other schools do. I mean, China... Very much invested in controlling America and investing in in controlling uh, Hunter Biden. Now, next thing. So Hunter Biden is staying at the house uh, in in Delaware, where these documents were in the garage uh, next to the the, uh, he who is president's Corvette. So Hunter Biden's there. He's allegedly paying his dad rent for staying. He's an adult. You know, he should have his own place, but he's paying his dad rent nearly fifty thousand dollars a month. That's a really, really nice place. I mean, that home does not just, does not command that kind of rental rate and surrounding neighborhoods would verify that. But let me add to that concern, why people are really, I mean, why you, if you're informed, you'd be deeply concerned about what was uncovered regarding the uh, Biden documents. So the um, Chinese communists funnel money to the Bidens. This is, if you read books, if you read, uh, you read this stuff is in the, um, uh, you know, in the laptop. The Chinese communists funnel money to the Bidens. The contact for especially and particularly people inside the Chinese intelligence. So, the contact of these Chinese intelligent officials with Hunter Biden was known to and sanctioned by Xi Jinping himself. So Hunter Biden, in the middle of all this, he is, he is, uh, contacts with people in the Chinese intelligence and they are, as you know, the number one counterintelligence threat to the United States is from communist China. And I'm not just saying that this is the formal position of the FBI and Chinese intelligence uses their, the, the tactic they frequently use It's one of their favorite tactics is called elite capture. They get high, pl- highly placed people in the targets of the enemies that the Chinese people wish to destroy. The, the company, the country and the CCP wish to destroy, they identify high level officials and they call it elite capture. Elite capture. They make these people by pouring money into them and, and giving them money and making deals. They have these people captured. So Hunter Biden is considered among the Chinese people as a Chinese intelligence officials and high-level CCP to be one who is a victim of a recipient of elite capture. So this means they are recruiting and controlling individuals who hold power in the target countries, and China did it to others. Swalwell comes to mind. So then now these highly classified documents found at Biden's office in the Penn Biden Center, funded by the chinese communists and in the home where hunter biden is staying who is a, a, who is at the picture of elite capture there are very very serious concerns being raised with the documents there because biden never got the chance to pass them along whether it was hunter or joe never got the chance to pass them along meant to pass them along and didn't but this is you know <laughs> this is in fact the Penn biden center is frequently referred to as the propaganda arm of the Chinese Communist Party. They take vast sums from Beijing. They're apologists for China. I mean, it goes on and on. And yet, I'm going to go back to my point I I made earlier today. Once you understand these facts, who is it in America? Who is it in power in America? Who's going to investigate this? Who's going to, you know... Do the deep dive investigation, get to the bottom of it. When do the documents get there? Who are they shared with? Oh, and by the way, I'm sure you've seen the story, but in uh, President Biden's home in Delaware, uh, they don't have visitor logs. Now, I'm not saying, I, I think that private residences for the president, I mean, one thing's the White House. Of course, it has a, a visitor's log, but the private residences do not, and uh, historically do not. And so it's not like the news of the century that he didn't have a... A visitors' log for who was in and out of his home uh, in Delaware, but it does mean no one has the ability to know who was in and out of that house, who looked at documents, who saw documents. This is why you kind of don't want documents uh, in these private residences and the Penn Biden Center. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, dedicated to allowing um, the, the Chinese people to be a propaganda arm for the CCP. That's what the Biden Center was, and the documents are hidden. I, I mean, people, this if this were if all roles were reversed and biden were a republican you would have every outlet in the country screaming from the rooftops 24/7 to investigate this and to ask Christopher Ray, what in the heck are you doing over there blathering away to a bunch of World Economic Forum people who are another, another entity that wants to take down America, instead of figuring out what the heck happened here? I want to add a uh, cu- couple, couple of the quick things, the way the searches for these documents have occurred. It means that Biden's lawyers are participating in the searches, which, as Jonathan Turley, the brilliant lawyer, points out, this makes them witnesses in a criminal investigation. They shouldn't be doing that. But the last thing I want to say about it is this. As the media realizes the enormity of this story, as they realize that this isn't just absent-minded Joe, you know, um, being, um, you know, golly G. willikers, I forgot where these documents were, so sorry, don't worry, no one ever saw them, um, people are starting to realize how serious this is, um, and I'm gonna write myself a note to tell you something, okay, so, They're starting to realize how serious it is. And so what the media is already doing, they're pivoting to to the storylines they want you, the American people, to start to repeat to each other when these topics come up. Oh my gosh. So they've got their lines ready. They're already working. There'll probably be more. Uh, One is when any mention of this was made by the slim majority of the Republicans in the U.S. House, there have been news outlets using the expression, Republicans pounce. Small number of documents. Republicans pounce. As though, you know, what, what would they, what, um, you know, verb would they use that the FBI and every media outlet in America did when documents were discovered at Mar-a-Lago, even in the course of Trump, I keep saying it, Trump was cooperating. He was dealing with the archives people and the DOJ and cooperating. And yet they found it was an opportunity for a, a headlines and for further maligning of Donald Trump. He's so inept, he's dangerous. And you talk about what's dangerous? A president currently occupying the White House who is compromised by the Chinese and runs a center to help spread Chinese propaganda and has a son who's receiving money from the Chinese babysitting his house where documents are hidden that should be the story that that is just riveting and and gathering headlines but you'll hardly hear it instead what they're trying to turn you to is questioning you know well You know, Republicans are pouncing, they're overreacting, they're so mean, blah, blah. Another one that's starting, and I'm seeing more of this, and by the way, these are. I'm speaking to you of information I've gathered from articles. Uh, And the articles are all listed at our website, americacanwetalk.org, americacanwetalk.org, on the homepage, under shows, drop down list of links. Another one is Poor Hunter. They're trying to gin up sympathy because Hunter, after all, he had a terrible problem with drug addiction and he's overcome it. And Joe Biden is so proud of Hunter because he's off drugs. Who knows if he's off or not? But, you know, he had a—he was so um, irresponsible, uh, you know, just could not function because he was a druggie to even function in the U.S. military, he got kicked out of the military. This is a guy who has not in any way actually behaved as a responsible adult but you know if you can say and I, I and people i will say i understand people get addicted to drugs people become alcoholics i am so grateful for every single person who has encountered one of those circumstances been an al- become an alcoholic or become addicted to drugs and overcomes them and overcome it's a fight to overcome it i read about these stories i know it's a fight i'm glad that he if he really is drug free which is not at all clear, but if he is, I'm happy about that. But that doesn't mean poor Hunter. It doesn't excuse anything he was doing regardless of how drugged out and drunk he was taking money from the Chinese and funneling money for the big guy. Does not excuse. Poor Hunter is not an excuse for the conduct of Hunter Biden in China and elsewhere or of his dad. Third one is this idea of, well, let's just deflect attention back to Donald Trump. Orange man bad, blah, blah, blah. So everything they discover, and whatever it is in of compromising nature, the Biden people, well, but look what Trump did. As I said a thousand times, Trump isn't compromised by anybody. He doesn't need their money. He's not compromised by anybody. And after the ridiculous Mueller, you know, Trump-Russia collusion hoax investigation, that's exactly what the FBI reported to America. Hey, there's nothing to it. This was just something Hillary Clinton cooked up in her campaign. As a smear job. That's what the Russia collusion hoax was. Uh, But, you know, blame Trump. Last one. And I've seen this. I want to really spend just a second on this. I think it's important to to realize what they're doing. Um, And that is that there's this argument. Well, the American people do not want to see the Republican majority Congress consumed. By hearings and diving into everything Biden does and accusing him of wrongdoing and spending all this time uncovering all these scandals. Let's just put the scandals aside. The American people wants Congress to get to work and solve inflation, solve our crime problems, solve the stability of Medicare and of Social Security. The argument is, polling is showing us, the American people do not want Congress to investigate. And this is the fourth, you know, kind of mental manipulation, mass psychosis that the media is now engaged in. They're going to try to to just pivot away, urge Congress to pivot away from investigating these astoundingly important scandals and instead focus on whatever they're reporting that American people really want them to, because they don't. The media is not on the side of truth. They're not on the side of understanding what Biden is, who he is, how corrupt he is, how corrupt his entire administration is. No, that's not of interest. You know, now that we have a Republican majority, nobody cares about investigations. Never mind when the Democrats have the majority. All they did, they spent their entire majority spending time trying to cook up new, ridiculous allegations against President Trump, two completely ridiculous efforts to impeach him. That's what they did. And the media, I don't recall them saying, uh, you know, Democrat majority in Congress, we really wish you would pivot away. Stop picking on Donald Trump. Let it go. Let's look at, you know, inflation. Let just look at whatever the issue was no it wasn't there so I, I think this just don't all I'm saying is don't get fooled by this don't get lured into thinking yeah Congress ought to drop these things these are mightily consequential things mightily consequential things that the only entity I'm aware of in America that at the federal level who will investigate is a Republican majority in the US House so I hope they go at it. Okay, uh, I want to tell you just a quick story. I may come back to these other days, but I, I call this one the DNA of America. Uh, there was a document signed off, and I had this on my list several days to talk about in the show and other things uh, kind of superseded it, but there's a declaration. Uh, it actually has the acronym DNA, Declaration of North America. And this is a uh, not a treaty or anything, but it's a declaration uh, following a meeting between um, he who occupies the White House, Biden, uh, President Biden, and the and President uh, Obrador of Mexico and um, Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada. And so it's the three North American countries, Canada, America, and Mexico, Canada, U.S., Mexico, and they they made up a declaration about you know their common interests. And I just want to say, at the very best. It is unserious, childish pablum. At the very worst, it shows, at least on the part of President Biden, his complete commitment to move the country toward globalism, to diminish the identity, the purpose, the meaning of America. I'll just tell you, they have six top points. The first two are enough to make you realize exactly what this is all about. But they have six commitments or six pillars, they call them, six pillars. One... One pillar is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Second one is climate change. Uh, Third is competitiveness. Fourth is migration and development. Fifth is health. And sixth is regional security. Let me just cut to the chase. If you had a first-year, starry-eyed, radical leftist, foolish college student... To say, what would you write if you could try to get, you know, Canada and America and Mexico to come together and make a declaration? This is the kind of thing they would write. I mean, of all priorities, of all priorities, we have a supply chain shortage. We have an energy shortage. We have massive overrunning of our border. We have China, you know, looming to the side. And number one pillar is diversity, equity, and inclusion to blather on and on and on more, all with the goal of trying to make everyone focus on skin color, race, ethnicity, national origin, which have absolutely nothing to do with character, integrity, intelligence, worth, or anything else. Diversity, equity, inclusion is just, it's been a vehicle to torque the public on on all sorts of issues, to twist industries, to twist the government, to twist academia, into ignoring merit, ignoring truth, ignoring reality, and exalting, as it was most important thing of all, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and underlying that focus, that just manic focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, underlying it is the dismissal of and the mockery of the idea of earned merit. And even worse, underlying it is the unspoken statement that unless the ruling powers that be blather on incessantly about about diversity, equity, and inclusion, Otherwise, there's looming out there, just looming out there, somebody who is going to take away your rights, take away your place, take away your freedom, deprive you of your freedom and your opportunity because of skin color. Because the country, according to the leftist lunacy, is just teeming with racism. And thank goodness the government is there to save everyone of color from this just hordes of, of racist people all around you. This is the... Reality is the first, but it's the reality the left tries to plant in the minds of Americans who don't pay enough attention and don't realize what they're doing. So diversity, equity, inclusion, top goal, top pillar. Second one, climate change, which we couldn't even go, I'm not I can't even go back into the data today. We've covered many times on our show. The vast majority, virtually all of what the climate change alarmists point to. As the reasons for concern, as the rise in CO two levels and the use of fossil fuels, it is all utter unscientific poppycock, hogwash. The Earth's ha- atmosphere is exactly CO two. And it's been roughly the same for a long time. And in the and I mean, I, I can't go down the data today. Climate change is just another tactic, as is diversity, equity, inclusion, another tactic by the left to take control, to to urge you to surrender your authority, surrender your freedom, surrender your right to live in the land of freedom and opportunity, is just a tactic. And we'll talk about climate change many more times in the show. I can't go into it today, but very recently I did a show where I talked about the climate change um, argument, and uh, we went over again the brilliant posting uh, by these doctors, uh, two um, PhDs who submitted when the SEC put out a new proposed rule regarding climate change and, um, you know, divulging transparency reg- regarding, you know, CO2 and all that. Uh, these doctors wrote a brilliant, lengthy, it was like 52-page comment to the SEC filled with graphs and data and charts pointing out there is no CO2 emergency co2 is not killing us there's no reason to cut back on the fossil fuels no reason at all but anyway i I just want to comment on this declaration of north america of north america it is just a commentary on the unserious thinking uh, that that just dominates the anti-american left the biden team uh and trudeau another radical leftist um, who runs canada Um, but it is so unserious given how I was going to one quick thing I meant to mention about the Biden documents. There have been a lot of people pointing this out, and I just want to um, add my two cents about it. So people are, are wondering why, since the media controls everything, the Democrats control everything, they control the courts, they control the government, you know. Why are we now hearing about Biden's documents? Why are we now hearing this? I mean, they could have hidden them, as they have been, apparently, because they knew about the ones at the Biden Center, the Penn-Biden Center, before the election, before the midterms of 2022. But nobody knew about it, but they're coming out now. And I have reached the same conclusion that many others have. Uh, It's for several reasons. Uh, The main one being that the Democrat ruling elite which is basically Obama and Susan Rice and George Soros and whoever others in their cabal of evil, um, they have decided that Joe Biden must go. They orchestrated his election in 2020. They put him up as a that you know, kind of goofy, confused grandfather type. But at least he wasn't a communist like all the other people who ran and so they convinced the Democrats and some of in America, you can vote for Biden. He's just this, you know, really uh, sweet, di- you know kind of dithering old guy, but he's harmless, and he's not harmless. He's as leftist as everybody else on the on the uh, anti-American left. But he was put in there as a placeholder, as someone who would just do what it is that Biden, that, me, that Obama tells him to do. That's how I see Biden. He uh, rep- by several account- um you know responsible reports, biden speaks to obama numerous times daily obama's telling what day it is what to say what you know obama's this is the third term of the obama administration but i think the obama team got nervous as biden is now talking about yeah i'm gonna run again sure i'm gonna run 2024 you can, uh, yeah, you know he blathers on about it and i think they realized man he might he really thinks he's running the country and he really might want to stay and so they're setting him up to get him out that is my view and now it's gonna be hard. I don't think they'll criminally prosecute him, but I think they'll they think they'll damage his reputation enough and maybe he'll even be bullied or embarrassed out of the White House. But I think I think the powers that be on the anti American left have decided Biden has to go. <clears throat> on a similar note, I think that if they treat Biden harshly about these documents and say, you know, you just can't take uh, classified documents, it, it it they build the ammo towards saying, and therefore that's why Trump can't be president either, because after all, you know, Trump had documents, you know, he he did just as bad a thing, blah blah blah. Um, okay, so that's what I think will happen. Um, I do want to mention, um, I had mentioned, meant to mention that earlier, um, on the subject of. Um, The World Economic Forum, uh, they are meeting, and I don't really have time for this story. Okay, I'll do it very quickly. Just a quick say, um, on the World Economic Forum, uh, Klaus Schwab, we're going to talk about this more tomorrow, but Klaus Schwab opened it. And just so you know how they think about themselves, uh, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab is talking about, uh, you know, their annual meeting with a call to master the future. I'll probably play this again tomorrow. There's a quick clip too, if you could uh, put this up, please.
2: Good evening and a very cordial welcome to the annual meeting twenty twenty three. I express this cordial welcome on behalf of the Board of Trustees and my colleague Burge Brend is the President and all the members of the management board as well as all the people who are here to make your stay here enjoyable and productive. We couldn't meet at a more challenging time. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged Governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, and I could go on, I think is the first step to
0: meet Okay, okay. we can cut him off. You can cut him off. Okay, so the things I want to mention, he's talking about mastering the future. I will say, step back from this. I think that in in this, you know, in this time in 2023 you know we we have many countries in the world and the concept of people you know gathering with from different countries to look at issues to say well gee you know we have uh whatever it is here we, we have a you know disease spreading here we have poverty uh whatever all, all the issues are they would identify and to try to share solutions it has in the back of it and, and in the mindset of many people who think it's not such a big deal well, oh, it's just people coming together trying to solve problems, but I want to really plant this seed. I'll talk about it more tomorrow. But he's talking about he used uh, he said well, this is a call to master the future. He Klaus Schwab is talking about stakeholders of civil society, and. The reason, I mean, and, and so you can sound like, well, look, we're just, you know, we're the smartest people on the planet. We're the, we're the dominating people. We're the people in power. We're just here to try to help. We're just here to try to fix things. And, and you know, that that's all we're doing. Isn't it great? And it really takes, I'm going to dive into more tomorrow uh, to recognize, but I'll just plant two seeds about this and come back to it tomorrow. But one is, it is Klaus Schwab, who is the source of the idea uh, that by the year 2030, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. You will own nothing. It's a massive collectivist vision of the world that all the world is going to be dominated by these ruling elite people who meet at the world economic forum and they're solving the future of every issue there is Mastering the future, so they've, he's talked openly about that, about, and you're going to eat bugs, you're not going to have very much meat, a whole list of things, which now I saw today, World Economic Forum, people are trying to back off from that, he didn't really, he didn't exactly say that, yeah, he did, he said all those things, they're trying to back off, because they realize they've made themselves scary, but the other thing from the perspective of Americans is, you, know, you can't stop people who are uh, an international community from meeting anywhere, you can't stop that. I mean, they, they can do that and they can think all they want. They have very dark visions about the, your right to healthcare freedom. Very dark visions about the main advisor to Klaus Schwab, Dr. Harari, describes humans very openly as injectable units. Humans are injectable units. You will get all the vaccines, they say. They will be able, because of the vaccines you have, to determine your health status when you've got what's your most recent, uh, you know, what uh, booster or shot, or whatever it is, they have a very totalitarian mindset. And this is Klaus Schwab to a T. So he's not just talking about, let's come together and think of ideas. He is getting the investment of, and, and the, the mental uh, political investment of people in power to say, really the world would be better off if you let all of us globalists be in charge. And for Americans, why that's scary is because it's not like when Donald Trump spoke of the United Nations, one of the most brilliant speeches he gave in his presidency, where he talked about, look, I come here to tell you about America because I'm proud of America. And here's what we stand for. here's what we believe in here's what we want to do and you each of you as leaders of your country or representative of your country, you should be standing for, and then whatever your country is. But he stood for the notion of the importance and the uniqueness of America and America as a nation state. And that's what is at risk when the World Economic Forum seems to grow in influence and respect, and very highfalutin, uh, very prominent, even alleged conservatives and Republicans go to World Economic Forum meetings because they think I'm going to be part of the ruling class. As these people acquire more and more power, I'm going to be one of the big guys. I'm not going to be the little plebes, the little, you know, peasants, the unwashed masses who get just whipped into shape and controlled by this international globalist movement. I'm going to be one of the leaders. And they show up at it. We'll talk more tomorrow about who's there. But it's not, I mean, the fact they meet, it's a free world. You can meet people. But the question and the danger is the danger is they actually have an agenda to control the world and the further danger is there are many many highly placed americans high positions of authority who agree with them okay last quick story before i run to the um and uh, end up the show it always goes too fast but anyway um so there was a um are two stories I thought kind of made the same point. I'm going to quickly tell you those stories. So right here in Texas, um, outside of Dallas, there's a town called Grapevine. And, you know, it's a a really cute little community. People love to live out there. And so there's a company called Patriot Mobile. And Patriot Mobile, I am uh, newly affiliated with them. I'm going to be... kind of uh, rolling out our Patriot uh, Mobile affiliation uh, over the next couple of days. But in any case, Patriot Mobile just basically, their big thing is you're know, the Christian conservative uh, phone carrier company and they donate their profits. And when people, you know, corporations make donations, they make theirs to conservative causes. They support police, they support uh, first responders, second amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, pro-life. They are just a, they're, they, th- they are conservative and, and make their donations that way. So they... Patriot Mobile, based here in Texas, gave a gift to the Grapevine Police Department, which was a very large gift certificate for pizza to a local pizza place, basically trying to say, we' well, you know, we're sponsoring a pizza party for you. So it's just a nice donation to the police department so they could have a bunch of pizza brought, pizza brought in for the police department. Well, um, a few citizens protested because they were defining patriot mobile as somehow offensive and they took offense they were outraged in fact i tell you that the grapevine police would take a donation of a pizza credit card a pizza gift card to be used by the police department from patriot mobile and so grapevine police sadly capitulated issued a you know a GUI could have been written by a first-year socialist you know, freshmen in college, about we're just so very sorry we offended anybody, we want to be inclusive, and we love being inclusive. I mean, instead of just saying to the people, you know, because, I mean, the people who don't like Patriot Mobile are the ones who don't like the police, who actually don't like police, who want to defund police. And the, the courage should have been there in the Grapevine Police Department to say, uh, thanks for the input, we're looking forward to our pizza, goodbye. They don't have to humor every left-wing loony in this country, and what happens is because left-wingers are so belligerent, so confrontational, so insistent that everyone do and think exactly as they tell them to do and think and say, that people like the Grapevine Police Department, not really thinking it through, apologized for accepting a pizza gift certificate. Similar thing, even shorter talk, very quickly, but in Los Angeles. Um, There was a, um, a, you know, in Los Angeles, I don't have time for the clip I was going to play, but Los Angeles um, actually had to put out a, a warning to Americans this year about before Christmas, uh, please don't come here for Christmas. If you're thinking about it, don't come here because L.A. is so full of crime, we can't even guarantee your trip will be safe. They actually had to say that. And they have a special memorial for officers who've lost their lives. And they have that flag with a thin blue line, that really, really cool flag. They had that flag up in there. And so they have memorials to officers who've, who've lost their lives, who are serving the people. They have the thin blue line. And one left-wing protester let the los angeles police department know that they thought that blue line flag the thin blue line flag was offensive and so the lapd police chief the police chief ordered all of those thin blue line flags to be taken down instead of saying i'm sorry thin blue line flag stands for supporting police where the police we do want to be supported And if you, and and any protester who's whining about the thin blue line flag is someone who hates the police. Why would you listen to them? But I'll close the show by saying this, because I got to go to why it matters to you. But I'll close the show by saying this. There is a need across the board in our country to recognize how aggressive, belligerent, and relentless the anti-American left in this country is. And there's no reason to negotiate this much don't negotiate they never ever concede anything all they do is the is pushes the further destruction of the rule of law of the whole structure of our country of of everything we hold dear the left is against and there's no reason for the police department in grapevine texas or los angeles or anywhere else to humor people who are offended and hurt because other people actually support the police and actually other people support the thin blue line flag. There is a need to stand up across the board in this country to recognize the left is having a field day, taking down America. And among the main ways to fight back is little by little, step by step, do not capitulate. It will never get you anywhere. You will never buy peace with the left until they have destroyed this country. So don't even start. I close the show every day by telling you why the stories I talked about today matter to you. So we started today. We talked about the American Gulag Chronicles. Treatment of J6 prisoners in D.C. gulags unconscionable by any measure of Western civilization, beyond unconscionable to outright evil in the USA, where due process is supposed to be constitutionally guaranteed. Yet uniparty politicians are totally silent. D.C. judges look the other way. D.C. prosecutors still touting the insurrection that never was. McCarthy has moved to release 14,000 hours of J6 tape, a good beginning towards transparency. But who will take corrective action, who can be trusted to acknowledge the wrong done and repair it, who still cares about truth and justice. The parallels to the 1930s in Germany, why did the German people allow this to happen, are chilling. America must restore her moral compass, or be lost. And a misinformation signer knew the Hunter laptop was real. Douglas Wise, among the 51 alleged distinguished signers of the infamous pre-2020 election letter that dismissed Hunter Biden laptop stories as Russian disinformation, has no remorse. Evidence that the laptop was genuine just proved Russians were good at misinformation. Letter from the 51 was just a warning letter. No real impact on election, which is uh, not true. Just another example. Conscience and respect for truth are sorely absent from senior levels of the US government. Everything is partisan hackery. No one believes truth exists. No one admits to an agenda. No one admits to a mistake. Society devoid of honesty and respect for truth will not survive. America needs new leaders everywhere. And on Biden docs, will it matter? Everything about this scandal reeks of plotting and planning. Nothing rings true or authentic about the timeline, the people involved, or the White House answers. Evidence overwhelming of Biden family corruption, of Biden as a target of elite capture. That's Hunter Biden, a target of elite capture. Penn Biden Center, a center of dark money influence and payoffs. Actually, probably Joe, elite capture also. Penn Biden Center, a center of dark money influence and payoffs. Hunter paying $50,000 rent per month. For Joe's house is obvious money laundering, but begs the questions what money is being laundered, for whom, and for what quid pro quo. Americans are getting real time exposure of massive corruption in every corner of the federal government. Where can Americans go to seek to see justice done? GOP House is is working towards some. DNA of America, Biden, Trudeau, and Obrador, Declaration of North America, top two items, diversity, equity, inclusion, and climate change. At a time of rampant inflation, open border national security crisis, energy mismanagement, COVID lives, billions to Ukraine, CCP, and Taiwan tensions, this is what Biden, Trudeau, and Obrador are concerned with, unserious government in extraordinary, extraordinarily serious times is a recipe for disaster. Stolen elections have consequences. Americans are going to have to face and fix. And finally, leftists bully, even the police. LAPD backs away from appreciating back the blue support, doesn't want to offend those who want to defund the police. Grapevine Police Department turns away from free pizza for the entire department because given by an organization that supports traditional marriage and nuclear family, Don't want to offend anyone who hates traditional marriage and nuclear family. When will America's institutions and corporations stop being afraid of offending those who hate America? And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so very much for tuning in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time.